I'm Elizabeth Ray and welcome to my podcast, Authentic Elizabeth. We will discuss all things mental health, including eating disorders, trauma, EMDR therapy, and intuitive eating. Thanks for listening. Today we're going to talk about all or nothing thinking or black and white thinking. And what is it and how can it show up? So sometimes we can think in extremes. When something bad happens, we can easily go to nothing good ever happens to me, which can keep us stuck in that negative thought pattern and keep us depressed or in the depressed state. And it can continue the cycle of negative thought patterns. Black and white thinking is also, it's also a way to split thinking very neatly into two extremes. And as we know, much of the world does not work in that way. Often the world is much more gray. And so we'll kind of talk about getting comfortable with the gray area rather than this all or nothing or black and white thinking. So some of the things or warning signs or words that might come up for us if we are kind of looking at reality in an all or nothing thinking type of a way are always impossible, ruined, never, terrible, furious, perfect, disastrous, or awful. So obviously those are words that can be used in other connotations as well. So I don't think that we need to just take that and kind of look at it as a complete black or white space. So let's start with the word always. That's one of the most probably common or often used word in a negative way. And it's a way to generalize the character of a person or the nature of our experience. It's often combined with someone else's personality or their behavior. Like an example of that would be, you're always late. I always get taken advantage of. This always happens to me. And certainly there are times when always might be the appropriate verbiage, but a lot of the time we have a tendency to go to that all or nothing thinking. Maybe somebody just messed up on one little thing and we'll go to always. So then we have never, kind of the other side of always, right? The exact opposite. And that can do just as much damage as thinking in always, but if somebody never can do anything, then there really kind of isn't a whole lot of hope. And if it's used towards ourself, I can never do anything right. I never know what to say when I go out with my friends. So it can be very, very negative either towards others or towards ourselves. Things are never going to get better, things like that. Then we have everything. And this can be unhelpful because it can make something small into something very large. So we can talk about some, you can go on a vacation and have one thing go wrong on the vacation and you can say everything is going wrong. And so it, it can take it to the complete other extreme. But also, if you just have the one experience and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, it could be kind of something you laugh at and move forward with, even though it's not the best situation or what you had planned for your vacation. A couple more that 
uh, like I said, I was just giving examples at the beginning, but we have ruined. So sure, things in life do get ruined at times. Like, you know, if your phone uh, drops into the sink full of water, it's probably ruined. But we also have a tendency to take things and catastrophize them. Maybe it's a wedding and one thing happened at the wedding and then somebody might say, everything's ruined. The whole wedding is ruined. Well, maybe there's aspects of the wedding that could have gone differently, but really was the whole day ruined? And does do we have to think like that? How about when we say everyone or no one? Again, polar opposites, right? Everyone's out to get me. Nobody cares about me. It sort of is kind of writing off everybody else and separates you from them in a way that you feel more alone and more separate from everybody. How might this show up? I mean, it's it's a defense mechanism. It's a, a cognitive distortion. And a cognitive distortion is something that we believe or our mind goes to. And it we kind of use it as a way to protect ourselves and uh, to maybe not have to look at things or to struggle to look at things. But when you think about it, it ends up hurting us because if we go to never or always or this black and white thinking, it can keep us really stuck. It can keep us stuck in so many aspects and areas of our life. And so once again, from Therapist 8, I got a few things and some other sources. Um, It's also stuff that Obviously, uh, in treatment and as a therapist, we talk about and and explore every day. And so it lists out some Socratic questions here on Therapist Aid, if you want to reference this. And so here are some of the things that you can do when a situation occurs and you might go to that all or nothing, the black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking. Um, And this way we can challenge our cognitive distortions, right? We need to look at our beliefs and to see if they're accurate. If we continue to reinforce those beliefs, then that becomes our story. And and only can we change that through trying to do things differently. And one of the ways that we can do that is through this Socratic questioning. And so some of the questions that we can ask ourselves is might other people have a different interpretation of the same situation? And if so, what might those be? Another question, am I looking at all the evidence or just what supports my thought? This is an interesting one because we often, if we have a belief or a thought, we can look at information in a way that will support our thought rather than really kind of looking at all the information to see if we could be challenged with our thought. Could my thought be an exaggeration of what's true? Am I having this thought out of habit or do the facts support it? Did someone pass this thought belief to me? And if so, are they a reliable source? Is my thought a likely scenario or is it the worst case scenario? So I really like those. I thought those could be super helpful. And then kind of the second part of that is, as we know, thoughts can be like this running dialogues that we have in our heads. And I think we all have them to some degree. Uh, 
perseverating thoughts or the worry thoughts or the negative self-talk thoughts. They can come and go. They can stay there a while. It just really kind of depends on how much time and energy we're spending on them. And so, you know, next time you have a thought come up, and especially if it falls in this all or nothing category or black and white thinking, but this could be used for for other uh, occasions and other thoughts as well. Here are some things to kind of fact check it and to decide if it's a cognitive distortion or not. So we would write down the thought. So what is the thought that you are questioning? And then the next thing you would do is list the evidence for this thought. What is the evidence for this thought? And then what is the evidence against this thought? And then the next thing is, am I basing this thought on facts or on feelings? Because as we know, feelings often come into play when we are thinking things. Um, It's hard sometimes to separate our thoughts and our feelings from the facts. And is this thought black and white when reality is a little more complicated than black and white? I think that's the one thing that we have a tendency to really forget is that life is not black and white. There's usually very much in between and, and can be much more complicated than this very simple way of looking at things. And then the next question, could I be misinterpreting the evidence? Am I making any assumptions? Now that's a really good one because I think we all make assumptions and sometimes we make assumptions just kind of based on what our uh, history has been or what our life experiences have been and sometimes we need to challenge those thoughts. Let's challenge it and see whether or not that's accurate, whether that's based on past experiences, is that what really happened in this moment? What all is playing into that decision or thought? So what are some thinking errors that might come into play or kind of lend towards us um, thinking in this black and white way? So one would be ignoring the good. How often do we in our lives pay more attention to the bad things and ignore when something good happens? So what might that look like in real life? So let's say you get one answer wrong on a test and all you can think about is the one mistake, the one that you got wrong. And that's all you can think about. You can't think about all the ones that you got right, but rather just the one you got wrong. I can relate to that. I've actually been in a position like that where I can beat myself up for that one that I got wrong. Well, how about if you score two goals in your soccer game, but all you can think about is the shot you missed. You can see where we do have a kind of this tendency to uh, focus on the things that we didn't do right, rather than on the things that we did do right or did do well. How about blowing things up? So how about if we make a really big deal out of something small or making something Um, that's a little bad, seem like the worst thing ever. And so what would some examples of that be like? Let's just say that you aren't allowed to see your friends on Friday and we go to the thinking of my life is horrible. I can't ever do anything. Uh, My life is, my parents are miserable. Or how about if you get a stain on your new shoes and you think they're ruined and it can't be worn anymore, which is kind of completely going to the all or nothing 
could it be cleaned? It might be able to be cleaned. Is it the end of the world? It's probably not the end of the world. So can you see where like some of those are hard, but also in sitting with some of that uncomfortableness and challenging those negative thoughts, we can learn and grow. How about fortune telling? Um, Thinking you know what will happen in the future and that'll be bad. I think we all do that. We worry. Um, And that's kind of that black and white thinking. I know that if I ask somebody to go to the dance, they're going to say no with me. Uh, Or having a planning uh, a party and I know nobody's going to come to my party. Well, actually, we probably don't know that. Um, And that's that all or nothing thinking. How about mind reading? I think we've all done that, where we are convinced that we know what someone else is thinking, um, why they're doing something, or why they have done something, and don't even necessarily have all the information or ask for the information. So people are looking at me. They might think this about me or that about me. I know that we all kind of have a tendency to think that we can interpret what somebody is thinking in their head. Okay, another one would be negative labeling. So how about this one is where we have a negative belief about ourselves and we think it applies to everything we do. I'm so stupid, everything I say is dumb. I'm a loser, nobody likes when I sing, things of that nature. How about setting the bar too high? So this is again the all or nothing or the black and white thinking. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but thinking that you must be perfect in everything you do, otherwise you're no good. So if I don't get an A on my test, then I'm not smart. Or if I don't win every single um, soccer game I'm in, then I'm not a good player. I'm wondering if you're kind of seeing a, a pattern here and a pattern in how if our thinking goes to all or nothing or black or white or in extremes, how we keep ourselves stuck and we keep ourselves stuck in this thought pattern of not being good enough, of nobody liking us, all those kinds of things. How about the thinking error of self-blaming? So this is when we kind of blame ourselves for everything and anything that goes wrong somebody is sad, somebody is mad, oh, it must be because of something I said or did. Or because your team, as a team, you go out there and lose a basketball game, oh, it's got to be all my fault. I didn't do this. I should have done that. We also have a tendency at times to take our feelings as facts. We kind of talked about this a little earlier in the podcast. So we believe that if we're feeling something, it must be true. I feel ugly, so I must be ugly. I see this in treatment a lot. I feel fat, so I must be fat. Um, I don't feel like I'm a very good friend today. I've got to be a bad friend. And then this last one is something that we talk about a lot, or I talk a lot about as a therapist and in eating disorder treatment. And we call it here, shooting on yourself. So should statements, believing things have to be a certain way. People should always be nice to me. I should have done this. I should have done that. When you think about it, if you're spending a whole lot of time saying, I should have, I should have, it doesn't allow for mistakes. It doesn't allow for self-love and growth. It doesn't allow for, it's just black or white. Like, I should have done this. Well, actually, who says you should have? 
who's putting that expectation on you? Is that an expectation that you have of yourself? Or is that an expectation that you have grown up with? The only way to start thinking differently and to build new neural pathways in our brain is to start challenging those cognitive distortions, to check, fact check when thoughts come up. Is this actually true? Just because I'm feeling this way, do I have facts to support this, to back this up? Just because Johnny didn't talk to me today, does that mean that I'm a horrible friend? Does that mean that I said or did something wrong? One thing to remember is that we we are not responsible for other people's feelings. It's really important to acknowledge other people's feelings and to validate how they're feeling. And we're also not responsible for them. Um, if we speak our truth and somebody becomes upset with it, that's really their behavior and that's on them. That's their their piece to own. And I'm, I just really hope that in listening to this day today that you can kind of look at yourself and to see if black and white thinking or this all or nothing thinking comes up for you. I know that for me, it came up a lot around perfectionism. It was really easy to, to go to the black and white thinking and the all or nothing thinking and, and to really feel stuck or to feel like I had to be perfect at everything. And so if any of this resonates with you today, I hope that you will think about ways that it does show up and that maybe you can take some of these steps um, and some of this guidance today to look at yourself and your relationships and to see if you can challenge how this might show up and start to change the neural pathways in your brain and allow for different thought patterns to become to become the thought patterns in your life. Thanks for joining me on Authentic Elizabeth. My website is elizabehtherapy.com. And remember that together we can do hard things one step and one day.